everyone, this is Chase. Um, thank you for tuning in for another episode of our uh, SCE Special Resilient uh, Edition. So today we are actually speaking about the impact of COVID-19 on our, film, uh, on our filmmakers and how that may change the way we tell stories uh, in the future. We are here today with OKJ, who is a freelance uh, director, documentary storyteller. You can also check out our previous interview with him, where he actually spoke about his passions and perspectives on documentary filmmaking. Hi, OKJ. How have you been? Hey, hi. <laughs> oh, it's been uh, it's been weird. It's been weird. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you got to take it in stride, right? Yeah. Life yeah, is unexpected, yeah. but you do what That's you can. True. That's true. That's true. Well, I like that spirit, man. So I understand you went back to freelancing. Um, situation affected you on a professional level. Yeah, like the the timing couldn't be better or worse if you want to think about it. Uh, last year, uh, I did what uh, many filmmaker, uh, many freelancers might have done, which is you kind of juggle two things. You have your freelancing gig, mm. but you also go back into the employment sphere, be full time or part time. I personally took on a part time role to kind of supplement my freelancing progression. Uh, and this year was supposed to be that big year where I go back to doing freelancing a hundred percent full time. Uh, and then this whole thing hit, you know, there was so much prospects at the start, especially in the first three to six months that just started to evaporate uh, with each week of the COVID-19 uh, development. So, yeah. Wow. So how, how does it feel like to be a freelancer um, at this point in time during this whole COVID situation? Well, I, I, I've, I think Im- immediately it, it feels like, oh, mm. what, what an unlucky hand, right? It's like... Uh, the timing really couldn't be, uh, it couldn't be worse, to be honest. But then when I started to reflect upon it, uh, I much rather, in my own personal uh, case, I much rather face uh, something like COVID-19 in 2020 compared to uh, in maybe like 2023, when the momentum really gets going, at least in the stage of my career. Uh, I was actually ha- giving an analogy uh, in January when me and my family were playing Mahjong. And I'm not sure whether you played Mahjong. Have you played Mahjong before? Yeah, 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 I do, I do. But hasn't been yeah, played so, for a long time, but not expert, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but essentially what uh, uh, the analogy I used, uh, which I felt was quite apt, was that uh, we started a new round, but uh, at least I had uh, I had some tiles that told me what I could play rather than try to make something that was ambitious only to get for, uh later on down the road. So to be honest, I think the time, uh, even though... 2020 isn't going to be as ambitiously successful as I thought it would be, uh, coming out from 2019, uh, I'm taking it straight. I'm, I'd much rather have it this year than like a few years later. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So we hear about um, how um, COVID-19 has affected you on a professional level, but how about on a personal level? Um, you know, has it affected you in any way? On a, on a personal it's level, level. Uh, yeah, I, I think certainly so. Uh, definitely in terms of how uh, hard uh, how hard in terms of like um, the truth of the matter and like uh, what happens in society, uh, how that really plays out. Uh, naturally, when we talk about things like uh, privilege and uh, stability, be it financial or family-wise, uh, it's really a uh, it's really a time to count your blessings uh, and uh, when it uh, and then also when. Uh, to also extend a helping hand uh, to those who mm. might be in need. Uh, so it's, a, it's certainly a time of uh, reflection as well as action as well. Certainly reflection isn't enough. Yeah, so reflection and action. Mm. Mm. 
So we are seeing, um, you know, uh, filmmakers all over the world documenting their experiences from their personal stories, you know, um, to how, you know, um, the entire communities as well as uh, frontliners have been affected by COVID-19. So during this period, um, are you working on any, um, you know, personal projects or have you been creating any work to respond to COVID-19 as well? Yeah, you, you know, I initially started out not wanting to do that uh, simply because uh, we can expect a slew of content, actually really great content coming out of this entire period. And I didn't uh, feel that I had anything more to contribute to that uh, upcoming conversation uh, up to the point where I had my own revelations as well. Um, and then I realized that um, because COVID-19 is so all-encompassing, uh, if I have stumbled on a revelation that I felt was uh, valuable to uh, society or the people around me, then I might start to entertain mm -hmm. that. So to be honest, mm -hmm. as of right mm -hmm. now, uh, I've just finished the first draft of what might be my first animated short, uh, which, is quite, uh, <laughs> which is quite interesting because uh, I'm a documentary storyteller. I've never dabbled in animation before, but naturally right. taking into stride restrictions like um, the circuit breaker, and we still do not know how mm -hmm. filmmaking uh, as a as a practice is still going to be carried on after Circuit Breaker. So I started to mm. dabble in animation and I might be working with one of my close friends uh, really soon. So that's quite exciting. Oh, wow, nice. But how do you pick up the so-called the, the skill sets in terms of the animation? Do you already you know, have tried something like this before? So you already have some knowledge or you are actually picking up you know, as you go along? Well, the good thing for this one is uh, I'm hoping if my friend is agreeable to it, uh, he and his entire mm. team has uh, great skills when it comes to uh, animation. Um, mm. As for myself, I'm coming in from the story point of view. Uh, and I, I stumbled upon this because I'm also researching uh, for what might be a documentary series uh, that is still very early on in pre-production. But while I was researching mm. that, I realized that what, might, what can I do now or at least in the next few uh, weeks and months? Uh, and then this animation idea come up. So fingers crossed that all things work out. Yeah, wish you all the best. I'm sure you will. <laughs> so just now we touched a bit about like, you know, the, the state of the production right now, you know, um, because of circuit breaker, everything has stopped, you know. Um, so if, as we progressively open up, right? Um, so post-circuit breaker, let's say, do you think your life will actually um, go back to normal? Uh, you know what? Uh, now that you mention it, Naturally, my immediate answer is that, you know, there's, there's no way we're returning back to normal. Uh, regardless of what we think about it, COVID-19 is one of those uh, historical markers that uh, generations would uh, reflect on. So uh, it, is, it is something that would definitely shift the paradigm in like all of our lives. But uh, I recently came away from a conversation where there is a different uh, perception to the question that uh, you had asked, which is this thing on, uh, not, uh, on what is actually normal. I don't think the world is going to be normal, but the other thing is, is our response going to be normal? Uh, which kind of ties in uh, to why I wanted to do this um, animation that I'm currently embarking on, is that I do have a almost a fear that once the pandemic slows down, there will be such a rush back to the status quo that people want to you know, make up for lost time. And to be honest, that is trying to go back to the normal because the normal is better than where they are now. 
and uh, maybe because of oh, where I am, and I, I do admit that I am in a very privileged situation, you know, with a peaceful roof over my head, and uh, financially I'm not struggling uh, uh, as much as some of my other uh, brethren and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. This might be a time where I personally feel would be a great loss if we just go back to status quo, because there's so many things that mm-hmm. uh, we might be able to achieve in the next few months because COVID-19 has kind of put the world into a stop. Things like you know, the topics on climate change, uh, migrant rights and all those kind of things. Uh, so hopefully the animation that I'm making would uh, have a small nudge along with the rest of uh, society's uh, efforts to bring about greater good because of COVID-19. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, um, you know, you spoke about how COVID-19 is really a historical marker, you know, for all of us, right? It's unprecedented, never seen before, you know, um, never happened before, right? Um, and it's also the first time where the whole world seems to stop, right? So how has this whole COVID-19 affected the world, the way that you see the, the world? Um, would it have any impact on the storytelling in the future as well? Uh, in terms of my world perspective, uh, well, the first thing is uh, I might even just um, comment on uh, the thing on unprecedented. Uh, I think it's only unprecedented when we really look at the past few hundred years. But, you know, uh, uh, there's a saying that's been going around whereby history doesn't repeat itself, but it certainly does rhyme. So yes, uh, a lot of people do look at the pandemic of uh, 1918, but then after that, some people also look at the pandemics uh, centuries ago as well. And to be honest, mm-hmm. naturally as a documentary, I, I love documentaries. So during my uh, some of my uh, loud periods during Circuit Breaker, I've also started to watch documentaries on like the Black Death and like the, mm-hmm. the pandemic that was a reference within the Quran and all those kind of things. And to be honest, this sure, this is unprecedented in our modern society, but in the grand scheme of history, it isn't anything new, uh, which means that uh, there are going to be mistakes that might be repeated. <laughs> mm. uh, so I think my worldview is that, you know, uh, I'm a lot more interested in history now uh, because anything mm. that might have happened, to be honest, might have actually happened before and we can actually grab some lessons from, uh, from that. Mm. Mm. Right. right. So how, how do you see, so in terms of your storytelling anger, um, does that make you more leans um, towards uh, historical type of topics, or actually you are actually looking into new ways of um, you know of presenting your stories? Oh, well, that's uh, that's an interesting question because uh, like dabbling in animation for my next project is a response mm-hmm. to the current climate that we have. The fact that uh, I cannot effectively do my job because I can't go down and shoot and that might be a problem for uh, for the foreseeable future you know especially if they say that COVID-19 is going to last for until the end of 2021 until at least the vaccine comes out and all those kind of things so I'm actually not sure how to do my part <laughs> as a documentary storyteller going down and shadowing someone because of social distancing and all those kind of things uh, so as, as of right now, I think I'm definitely still exploring. Uh, animation is certainly one of the more uh, immediate things because it was already something that I've been very interested in. Uh, and I've seen documentaries where majority of that documentary, because of the lack of archival footage or whatever, they decide, the directors and filmmakers decided to use animation as the main vehicle of their documentary. So I've seen that uh, being done before. 
Um, mm. But in terms of like structure and all that, to be honest, I'm, I'm really still exploring, you know, mm. possibly I've, I've seen documentaries that's done in VR. Maybe that might be something. Uh, we'll see where technology and we'll see how the situation develops. Right, right. Right. Thank you so much for the sharing. But before we end, um, do you have any words of advice or encouragement for the other creative uh, during this COVID nineteen situation? I I well, I don't think I'm one to give advice. Uh, I'm I'm definitely at a position to receive a lot of advice. But maybe just something I've learned, uh, especially during the uh the circuit breaker period is, uh. There are many ways that uh, we can respond to uh, such a crisis. And to be honest, there's definitely more than one right answer. Uh, at the end of the day, I think is uh, to be, to find a way to be uh, comfortable uh, in this uh, new period of uncertainty, but not too comfortable as in uh, to be stuck. Because uh, at the end of the day, if you don't have momentum, I'm not sure how uh, someone is to move forward. Uh, but that itself is quite a difficult task at hand. So it's quite a conundrum. Uh, and everyone has a different um, everyone has a, a different way in facing that. But, you know, talk, talk to people, talk to friends, talk to family. Um, that might be, to be honest, the best way to reignite your uh, momentum whatever you might have uh, going into COVID-19 and what you might want to take out from it. Right, right. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great, right? I totally agree with you, um, especially uh, during this period of time. Uh, if there's any, right, uh, uh, listening here, right, it's actually something that is, you know, uh, that probably most people are looking at already, you know, uh, in the form of assistance. All right, but thank you so much, OKJ, for taking the time to speak with us today. So if you enjoy our show, do let us know by clicking the like button or leave a comment below. Check out our freelance creative exchange site and join our Creatives at Work community on Facebook and Instagram. Till then, take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye. Bye.